Welcome to Neighbor to Neighbor, a podcast focused on highlighting extraordinary individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ, a not-for-profit cooperative credit union based in Bellingham, Washington. A new tap room has opened up in Ferndale. This tap room is not like many others you see in our local area. It has something very special about it, something you will not find anywhere else in the entire state. You can pour the beer, cider, and wine yourself. And while this is an interesting idea, the more interesting thing is who's behind it. My name is Keith Mader, and on the show today, I'm sitting down with Tomas Amini, one of the founders of Downtime Taps. Tomas, let's start at the beginning of your story. Where did you grow up? That's a good question. Um, I was born and raised in Ethiopia, um, which if you don't know where that is, it's East, East Africa. Yeah. And when I, uh, when I was 10 years old, I, I, uh, I lost my mother um, to an unknown such disease or whatever. Maybe they couldn't figure out because the health, uh, health uh, departments in Ethiopia are not very, very good. So I was placed in an orphanage and I, uh, I got adopted by an American family eventually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. I right off the bat I had no idea that we were going to go there. Yeah, yeah. So, when were you adopted? How old were you? I was uh, 11 years old when I came to America. Um, 11 years old. Yep, and I was I went to good old little Cedar Woolley. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up there and and made made some great friends and made the transition. I you know, I'll be honest with you, it's not the easiest transition in the world cuz I at that age, you know, I was as an age where I was figuring out who I am and kind of getting into that teenage stage of, you know, growth and and seeing what kind of person I, I could be, I could become and trying to figure out myself. So, you know, at the same time, the language barrier is a huge thing. Yeah, because <laughs> what language did, did you speak? It's called Amharic. Okay. Amharic, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So not not too much use for that around here? Nope. No, not <laughs> at all. There, there is a big community in Seattle, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, so, you know, I'll go down there, here and there, and and meet up with the people and cool and you're still staying fluent obviously. yeah yeah i, I, I speak mean, it fluently I, I i would assume being 11 years old you probably were fairly uh fairly proficient in the language by that point yeah yeah so i just i can't i can't read or, or, or write but i can definitely you know communicate speak hear it and stuff like that that's super cool yeah no i'm curious to go a little bit deeper into that the transition yeah and i mean as far as making the jump because i know that you eventually went to western mm-hmm. so take me from Getting adopted, the whole transition. Walk me through that. Take your take your time. Yeah. So, you know, I got adopted into like I told you, like an an American family. Really good people, people who had the the best intention of helping. Um, but they also adopted eight of us, eight eight and uh, kids from Ethiopia, wow. um, which is a lot. And they had uh, three of their own previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so a total of 11 kids and add the two. So there's 13 of us in the house. Um, and like I was saying earlier, we were at a time of becoming a teenager, you know, when you need the most guidance and you need the most uh, um, role models to, to, to guide you and who you become. And they can do that with eight kids, you know. Yeah. We were all in that in that age range from seventeen to, to of, eleven. A lot of competition for attention. I'm Ex- sure. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, some got it and some didn't, which uh, created conflict in the house, you know. Um, and eventually, you know, it was an unfortunate situation, but my, both my parents couldn't 
it's just too much for them. So they ended up getting a divorce. Wow. And um, I was I was in Cedar Woolley High School. I think I want to say it was my sophomore year, and I wanted to finish up school in Cedar Woolley because you know all my friends are there. Um, that was the first little town, little city I grew up in. That's the first thing I knew in the USA. And I didn't want to, and she moved to, my mom moved to Mount Vernon, which I didn't want to do that. So, and I played soccer too, and we have a big rivalry with, with Mount Vernon. Ah, uh, yeah. Going to the rival school is it, just not on the, on yeah, the list. On exactly. The table. Exactly. So, I stayed with him. I finished out my, you know, my, um, my so- sophomore year. And, and by the time we got to my junior year, um, you know, I was, I was, um, my dad was just so broke down, you know, so mentally just not there and just, you know, just a lot for him to take all at once, you know, it was just not a good situation for me to be there as well. So, you know, my, you know, I have, the one thing I'll tell you right now is like, I've always been lucky with good people in my life. Um, I've always been a fortunate that I, you know, really, you know, positive me- me- mentality individuals came in my life, you know. Got put in my life, so I've always been lucky in situations like that. Who so, was there for you? Um, Jesus' family. Jesus, 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 my buddy, a friend of yours. Yeah, a friend yeah. of mine. Yeah, and they say, yeah, I mean, you can come in, you can live with us, you can, wow. you know, you can stay here or whatever. So I finished on my high school uh, as I stayed with them, and and as soon as I finished high school, I went to uh, uh, Skagit Valley College for mm-hmm. a couple of years. I played a little soccer there. Um, was still kind of home, so I. I can still kind of figure out myself and feel safe and not 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 make such a big jump, you know. Right. And you know, after I finished up there, I got my AA degree. You know, my big jump was, you know, Western coming yeah. to Bellingham. That was a big city for me. Yeah, I mean, I would say maybe your bigger jump was coming to a different continent. Yeah, but then, yeah. That was, but that that stage of life, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Moving a different county. Yep. Wow. Um, talk to me about your time at Western. What did you study? Western. What did you want to be? MIS management and information systems. Okay. Um, you know, uh, when I was going through that that stage in my life, when I was my parents getting divorced and me trying to get through high school and stuff like that, you know, I had I had like trying to figure out like a lot of things, like I, I wanted what I wanted to do and what I wanted to become. Um, you know, uh, one, but one thing I've always known in my head is like, you know, I know what it was like for me back home, meaning back in Ethiopia, and I'm always afraid, like in my head of 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 not not going to that stage you know that's always what keeps me motivated so i always knew that i was going to do something i want to do something i don't know how big how small but it was, it was always going to be something more than what i what i had before like yeah. that fear just scares me in me because so. you were in an orphanage and you didn't have much exactly and, and so you're kind of motivated by what i didn't have what you didn't have yep wow. so you know one thing I, I did, I mean, I was very close to joining the Air Force, um, and my uh, my business partner um, right now, um, who was, some, I was working for him at the time at Cook, Coconut Kenny's, he kind of, you know, came into my life at that, that stage too, and he kind of started mentoring me and wow. and showing me how how the world works, how America works, and, and how the business world is, and, you know, and I was just fascinated, like, at the time, mm-hmm. and... Did you start there at Coconut Kenny's when you were in college? In, in uh, high school. It in was, high school? Yeah, I was I was a senior in high school when okay. I started there, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, 
So I work. I, I think I, pr- I probably worked the first year at Skagit, and I took the second year off working. I was focusing on school, mm-hmm. um, and I came back. So when I moved back, moved back to uh, Western, I uh, started working at the Frinda location. You know, so him and I always had the, the contact. You know, he's always checking up on me. He's like, "Hey, how's everything going?" You know, that's those those kind of things, and you know, now I want to say that that connection with him had a certain certain influence on my decisions of, you know, what kind of man I wanted to become and what kind of education that I wanted to get. So when I got to Western, you know, you know, MIS, you know, Management and Information Systems, just made sense because, you know, I do like technology. I love technology. You know, the computer side of business just fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw him as an entrepreneur. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's probably one of the most underrated, you know, businessmen in, in Whatcom, Skagit County. He's just, he's just incredible. How, how do you say his first name? Chai. 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 Yeah. Okay. C H A Y. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you're trying to find yourself as you're adapting to American life and you're kind of dealing with this home culture. And then um, it sounds like there, it, was, it was quite a process of figuring out exactly what you wanted to do and what mark you wanted to make. Um, but this mentor came into your life. Yep. And uh, you said, I see what he's doing as an entrepreneur. And that's what I want. Yep. And so you continue to work for him and get mentored by him. Absolutely. And um, now take me from, so you became, you worked your way up, I'm guessing. What was your first job at Coconut Kenny's? I was a dishwasher slash prep, you know. So you were a dishwasher and eventually you find yourself as the store manager for the Furno Coconut Kenny's. Yep. And then eventually one day you got this idea. And I think you were traveling. Did you, do you do a lot of traveling? I do. I do. Um, because of, like I was telling you earlier, my lady, she, she, you know, she went to Rhode Island School of Design. And, and that's also a huge separate story. Like I've met her. I met her at the orphanage and then we still kept contact. And Wait was, a second. <laughs> you met her in Ethiopia at the orphanage. Yeah. When I was 11 years old. And, and, and she came over. To a different family in Wisconsin. She got adopted. Wow. And yeah. Um, and we, you know, we got in contact through Facebook. And then we're like, oh my God, you know. And then we just kept talking for a long time. And we've been together for like seven years now. Wow. Yeah. But. Uh, so you travel to go see her. Yep. On the yeah. East Coast, yeah, when she was in Rhode Island, New York area, I always used to go out there as well, fly mm-hmm. out. And that was, that was the time when I actually got you know exposed to the technology, the iPort system. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tell me about that. Where were you at? Were you at a bar? Yeah. And what was, what brought you to the bar? So, you know, it, it was just one evening, you know, her and I were just, you know, exploring. We went out to have a drink. And, and I, I, to be honest with you, I don't remember the name of the, the bar that I was at, but I mean, now there's 200 of them, so I mean, it can be any one of those. But, uh, you know, we walked in there, and I just, I saw the system. Um, I saw, you know, we got checked in, actually. We got checked in, and I honestly didn't know what we were doing exactly. You know, it felt like we were, like, at a hotel. Hmm. Because there was the process, you know, you yeah. have your ID. And You're like, wait a second, yeah. why do you need my ID, and why are you giving me a yeah. bracelet, and what's which, going on? Which is exactly the kind of reaction we get right now, and I, I, I remember... I. I I can relate to the customers that walk in our establishment now because I was that person at one point. So, you know, the, the gal checked us in and then we gave her our ID. She gave us our RFID wristband. And then she's like, okay, is this you guys' first time? Like, yeah, it's definitely my first time. And she took us to the beer wall. Um, and then she's like, oh, okay, this is how this works. This is how this, this system, you know, works. And I mean, we started pouring our own beverages. And we are just like, I was just shocked. I was like mind blown right there. I fell in love instantly with it. 
What did you like about it? What What about the the process did you find so interesting? The the freedom, you know, that's at the top of the list. I think just having the ability not not you know I just I don't like being stuck with sixteen or twenty ounces of something. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a too much commitment, especially for an alcoholic beverage. You know, I want to enjoy my drinks. I want to I want to drink them at my own pace, not. Not worrying about oh, is this going to be warm? Is it going to be na- disgusting and nasty by the time I get to the bottom? But this, you know, you, you walk up to the wall and you pour your five ounces. You know, it, you can take thirty minutes to drink that, and that's up to you. It's it's your choice. It's your decision. And at the same time, the convenience of you getting up and walking to the wall and pouring your beverage when you want. I mean, the benefits just go on and on. Uh, having the ability to choose whatever I want when I want without feeling like. Um, I'm I'm bothering the the beer tender or the bartender because you know that man. I mean, there's so many just like little flares yeah. going up. Like, I want to enjoy my drink. By the time you get to the bottom of a big old glass, it's gotten a little bit warm. I don't want to feel like I'm bothering the bartender. I mean, there's a lot of pain points there that maybe people don't realize. It's yeah, it's 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 a lot. You know, like throughout my experience at the rest in the restaurant business, um, I, you know, I. Customers walk up and they say, "Hey, do you mind if I get a sample of that beer?" And they say, "Do you mind if I get a sample of that one?" I, which I, we totally don't mind. You know, that's what we we're there is to to serve the customers, right? But after like four or five tries, four or five samples, I can see it in their face. You know, they're like, oh, "I mean, I feel bad. I mean, I'm making this guy walk back and forth, and it's like in the middle of their dinner rush on a Friday night." But with this, there's none of that. Like you know, the customers will never feel that. You know, they you don't feel bad. It's the expectation. It's, it's exactly. That's what that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 don't feel obligated to drink something they don't like because after the fourth try, I can see in their face like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll just take that. You know, you know what? That's that's fine. But deep down, they know that it's not something they're gonna enjoy. It's not something they're gonna actually say, man, that was a great beer. That was a great one that I had. Mm-hmm. All right, so going back to this place on the East Coast, you're you're there with your lady, you're you're seeing this concept, and you're amazed by it. I'm sure that you're talking to your lady all about it. Yep. She's rolling her eyes. Yep. Well, tell me more about that. What was your next step from there? You, you come back from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. What I, happens? I came back. I, I started doing some research. This was about five years ago, just so you know, to put a timestamp on it, and started doing some research of, of what companies actually do do the software. You know, there's two of them actually. I started talking to the first one, I was pouring my beer. And um, while, while I was trying to do my research, my market research, I was trying to figure out is it going to be Bellingham, is it going to be Ferndale, you know. Um, and I'm, at the same time, I'm talking to my uh, now business partner, Chai. I'm saying like, man, this, 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 this system is crazy. Like, this system is amazing, like, you know. And... So you're, I, you're just like casually mentioning like how awesome it is exactly. and you're telling them about your experience. Exactly, exactly. And at the same time, like, you know, one of the companies either pour my beer or I pour it, like opens up new, new locations. They post on their, on their social media. I'm like, man, like this is crazy. Everybody's doing it, man. Like, we, did, we got it. Did you first think that it would be like a Coconut Kenny's thing that they would implement that in Coconut Kenny's? Or? No, no. I, I, I knew and, and definitely Chai and, and his brother. Uh, lead who owned the business they always knew that I was going to be eventually going to lead out and do my own thing uh-huh. so you know any idea that I brought or 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 I envisions that visions that I had it was going to be my own thing and I was going to do separately even for a long time I was like I wanted this really badly like you know I, I always thought it was going to be by myself but like you know I didn't think he was looking for an opportunity to actually work with somebody else either oh yeah so you're just looking for his advice you yeah. had no idea that he was going to actually want to 
do no. this with you. No, I mean, this, he, he's, you know, he's got I, his I thing was, going yeah, on. Yeah, he's very what fairly successful. Six locations? six locations, yeah. Yeah. You know, pretty busy. You know, he does a lot of real estate. You know, he has, a, you know, three kids and wife and family. And um, you're like, you got enough to handle. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't expect him, you know, so he's, you know, as, 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 you know, I kept probing at him and I talk, kept talking to him about it. And, and he eventually said, you know what, like, I, I think there's something here. I think, I think we're on something. So let's, you know, let's work together and let's make it happen. And I mean, I wasn't going to turn it out. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, you're in. Yeah. This is, this is going to go places. Yeah. But um, I know that you guys initially had a really big challenge. Mm-hmm. And that was the fact that this system was not even legal. Mm-hmm. Very true. Was. I mean, so, so you say you're going to do it. And you're like, well, okay, we got to, you know, overcome this hurdle. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. So to take you back just a little bit more. So do you, are you familiar with scores here in Bellingham? It's a, it's, it's a public, publicly funded, it's like for new entrepreneurs and business uh, oh, owners. Yeah. Who, okay. It's called scores and, and you can make an appointment and go there and talk to these former um, business connoisseurs, you know, that who have been involved in big mm-hmm. businesses and, and companies. So uh, you know, I, I went down there just to chit chat and break it down, and, and and they they guided me guided me into some some more ideas as far as like to make a reality, as, as some more ways of doing the market research and doing the the, the things that are necessary to, to actually open up a business, right? Mm. So we got we got all that lined up. We did our market research and stuff like that, and you know, one of the persons. So the market research. Mm-hmm. You said you mentioned to me before we did this that you had traveled around and you actually saw these in action in other locations. Uh-huh. I, went, I flew out to uh, Oceanside, California, uh-huh. to see the system um, at a place to, that was doing really well. Yeah, it's called Barrel Republic. Cool. Um, they had two locations, Oceanside and uh, oh man, probably like ten minutes away from Oceanside as well. So I went to both locations to actually see the system and stuff like that, but. Uh, Beside that, the, the market research I'm also referring to is like, like trying to figure out like you know, how how big of a need is for 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 not just for the system, but for for the the pub for the tap room, and and Ferndale compared to uh, Bellingham, you know that kind mm-hmm. of research. So is it was like it's either going to be Bellingham or Ferndale. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And and how 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 fast is the the, the area growing? How fast how 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 badly people want it, want the product to actually serve to them. Um, so while I was doing that and while I was talking, I was like, Hey, one of the things you want to make sure is like this system can actually be available to, to actually oh, use. Oh, so you didn't really yeah. realize that it wasn't even legal. Yeah. Yeah. Not even, I didn't, until I didn't you even went to score and, and somebody brought it up. Yep. Exactly. Like, oh gosh. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty, you know, pretty good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I called the local, uh, law enforcement, liquor law enforcement and, and I talked to him and it was his understanding that it was it was okay. It was it was, it was legal. It was okay. So he thought it was he yeah, thought it was legal. Legal, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. So you know, I'm like, I got this confirmation. We're good. So you know, I'm I'm keep keeping contact with Chai and like telling me like, yeah, we're good to go. I mean, like, so you know, we got the space. You know, we found the space in Ferndale, and we were like, probably want to say probably three or four months in, and and the demolition and project and like trying to. You know, figure out what's going to wear, where's the fireplace going to be. Oh, you were already like going for it. You're already breaking down walls oh, yeah. and, and designing all that stuff. Yeah, that's what people I definitely want to get into that whole process too. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. But but let's keep yeah. going with the... Uh... And so 
all of a sudden, you know, when we applied, we applied for our liquor license, right? While during that process, and we got the, we got the, we had an email back, and they said, you can't, you can't open up a, a self serve tap room with a beer wall, but you can have it on tables. So what that means is, yeah, it's very interesting. So what that means is, you can have a, a, a keg grater, you know. In the middle of like a round table, like or like this kind of table that you and I are sitting, mm. you can come in. You can come in with three or four of your friends, and you can pour the four beers that are available to you, and that's safer rather than having a central location wall where I or my staff or my teammates can actually look at at the same time. It doesn't seem like it makes very much sense. No, they're trying to solve a problem, but they're creating more of a. a they were creating more of a, more of a. They're trying to solve a solution, but they're creating more of a problem because. Mm. Because one, they they're having they're implementing the technology, but two, they're limiting the customer's experience. Like so, let's say there's a let's just say Mac and Jacks on this table, and there's a Bud Light over there at, at a different table. Like, are you like, going well, to walk up this table? Are you going to walk up to that table? It's like, like, hey, oh, can I get your Bud Light? Me. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it didn't make sense. Um, I mean, in all ways that you look at it, it, just didn't make sense at all. So, but it was just. You know, a matter of educating the board. You know, we, China went down there. China actually presented the, the our idea and our, our like our Olympia goals. or where? Yeah, we went down. We, yeah, we, we drove down to Olympia. Oh wow! Early at the crack of dawn, um, <laughs> and and you were a part of that. Yeah, I was there. We had a we had a lawyer. We had a, a lobbyist that we, we we brought in as well to help us out because you know we don't you know you know Chai is probably more educated on that side than I am, but we didn't know enough to to present a compelling you know argument to to the board where it makes made sense and made it sounded professional so we had we brought in a couple of lawyers and we brought in the the uh, i think it was the sales sales manager also came in from iport oh great so you got out. you had them on your side too yep they were all yeah they were, they were full on board um they came down also and went down there we presented it we you know we told them how it works and we educated them like hey like this is actually you know a safer way of consuming beverages, you know, we're, we're actually you know, limiting risks of, you know, overconsumption because customers, the average pour is only 4.5 ounces, you know. I mean, you were there, you saw, you, you, it was probably one or two times you filled up your glasses. You know, everybody wants, you know, four or five ounces. And, yeah. And that's the way that people approach it is is very different than somebody who's like, give me a 22 ounce, exactly. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we got to understand, and it was about I want to say four more months of back and forth, and and eventually, you know, they they gave us the interim policy that, that lets us operate now. So awesome. I mean, and that's that's a big deal. I mean, you blaze the way for an entirely new concept in a state, Washington State, that likes their beer. Absolutely. So um, that's pretty awesome. Now I said I want to go back to the whole like. You're breaking down walls, that that whole thing. So you you identify the space. Yeah. And I want to I want to point out here that one of the reasons that I was so interested in, in talking with you about this is because I had went there casually. Somebody said, "Oh, let's go over and and you know have a couple beers at this this new place," and I was just struck by how thought out the concept was, how. Um, it seemed like every single T had been crossed and I dotted um, from the rock work to the outdoor like pergola that's covered with swings and heaters that works perfectly for cold weather. Um, there's there's games in there, the tables. It seems like 
the whole building of the space, let alone the interesting concept that you guys have for being the first of its kind, the mm -hmm. first location of its kind was, was very well thought out. And I'm really curious about that, that process. How did you get there? Um, a, a lot, a ton of market research. I mean, China went to a lot of pubs, breweries, and I mean, we looked at thousands and thousands of pictures and we, we skimmed out what we liked and what we didn't like. Um, but, you know, from the get-go, him, him and I were very, very much on the same page as far as that. We weren't going to rely on, on, a, on a great technology, you know, very for, forward-looking technology and say, you know what, we're going to just slap this thing on the wall and then let it do its thing and we're just not going to worry about the rest of the place. We, want, we wanted you to walk in and say, man, like, these guys did it right. Like, the, this is, if I open up a place, we, wanted you, we want you to say, this is how I want to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. So... And that's another thing. Like, I thought it was, a, I was like, are you sure there's just one of these? Like, <laughs> you know how like chains, like national chains that are all across the country, they yeah. take a concept that they perfected and they just drop it in a bunch of different markets because it's, it's so put together, but it's, there's, there's just one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, the people that worked on the project, our, our contractor, Bruce, uh, who does all the coconut canes as well. He's, he's probably one of the best that I, that I've ever seen. I mean, you know, I haven't been involved with a lot of projects, but I mean, as far as I went, I've seen that uh, his attention to detail when he built out the coconut canes, and you know, seeing him with the tap room as well. I mean, he's he's incredible. But you know, like I told you, you know, China saw things that we like from different places. You know, we you know we had our own ideas, um, and we we like for example the swing the swinging chairs that you saw outside. The I saw him in a place. It was a winery, but it was only one seater, you know, just a one person swing that, that you sit inside and, and use. And we're like, man, we have such a great outdoor seating, you know, we should implement that on the outside. Things like that, you know, small things we take here and like we improvise it and make it a little more personal and our own. And that's how, that's how it came up to be what it is today. Man, that's so cool. Did you say like you had saw something in Chicago? You brought yeah. that over? Yep. So, yep. so the place is kind of like... You pulled it in from all over the country, maybe the world, just little tiny pieces, and that's kind of where it all came from. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, even if, if you walk in the tap room and you, you see each corner, you know, there's a masonry, like the fireplace area, you know, there's a woodwork, and, uh, you know, there's like a little hut looking over there, and there's the barn barn door, you know, at every corner. We, we, we wanted you to walk in there, you, you never be bored, you know, you, you look at a different corner, you're like seeing something else, and like, man, that's, that's pretty cool, I like that, you know. We have tons of people that walk in and say, like, man, we want this pergola structure at our home. Who built it out? What's your contractor's name? You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Where'd you get your tables? Wow. That is so cool. Uh, yeah, just every every little piece, just uh, tight. Uh, uh, you know, very, I don't know, tight, a tight concept, very tied together. Right, right. Um, so talk to me about your, your, collab, your process of collaboration with Chai. Mm -hmm. um, what role did you take? Um, like what, what were your strengths that you brought to it? What role did he take? Um, obviously he has you know, a ton of experience, yeah. um, owning the six restaurants, but, uh, um, I like to think I'm a pretty hard worker, you know, and I think he sees that in me as well. So, you know, he, he mainly helped me handle, well, he, he teaches me the business side of things a little more than that because I cook on a kidney, I, you know, I managed the store it was more of owner operator kind of thing but 
after like the monthly paper, like I don't I don't see the back end stuff. You know, I don't see like you know how is this getting transferred to here? Like how is this person getting paid or anything like that? You know, I write checks. You know, I I I pay the bills and stuff like that. But beyond that point, I I don't see the administrative side. So you know he. He guides me and he says, okay, this is how this happens. This is how this takes place. You know, even as, as simple as like applying for the liquor license, you know, it's it's somewhat simple. But if you don't know what you're doing, it's kind of complicated as well because there's an interview that follows up with the phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, the email has to be detail oriented and things like that. So, so he kind of brought a lot of like the knowledge and you kind of did a lot of the implementation. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And... Beyond the, the the whole making this thing legal, did you guys run into any other conflicts along the way in, in the process of getting it up and running? No, I mean, everything was, I mean, every I mean, the people that, are, that have been involved with the projects, I mean, f- from our landlord to the contractors, like, it's been, I mean, it's, it's been awesome. Like, That's great. Yeah, we, we, we're very fortunate, we're very lucky, and we're, we're pretty humble about the fact that we, we got to do something, you know, special and something new that... But at the same time, having a good experience, having a good time doing it, you know. Definitely. So you have this amazing place. It's been up and running for how long? It's pretty new. Two two months now. Two months yep. now. Has that been surreal? Do you are you you're a business owner? Yeah. <laughs> Is that crazy? Yeah, you know, I, I walk in there sometimes and I just like, man, like, you know, yeah, I'm I'm part of this, you know. It's it's definitely surreal, like it. To, to, to this day, like, I'm probably going to walk in today and say, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm part of this. And, you know, I was one of the two people that actually made it happen. You know, that's it's pretty special. Like, I, you know, I don't think, you know, your first, anything you do for the first time is the first time. And that's it. And I, I, I loved every minute of it. I know from putting up every masonry work in the place to, you know, you know, nailing the, the boards in the bathroom. Like, you know, those... Like everything has been awesome, and like you know, I've always. It's kind of like you had your hands in every little piece. I yeah, I have. I was involved with everything, you know, from staining the floor and everything. So it's it's been, everything is personal to me. Every every single corner I, corner I look at. So it's it's been crazy. It's that's been, really cool. I think that's that's a story of business ownership that like you know, but you don't always think about. Yeah. That like when you are involved in starting something from scratch, you look at literally this the. The brick on the wall, and you're like, I put that brick there. That, you know, what I mean, you yeah. have, and and for most people, there as you go into different businesses, all you do is enjoy what yeah. other people have done. So that's cool, and that that's definitely maybe a source of pride. Absolutely, for sure. Um, I will say one more other observation from when I was there. Yeah, I saw one of your employees washing a window. Yeah, while it was like fairly busy. <laughs> now I know that that's kind of like an ode to the concept that. You guys don't have to be pouring beer all day because people are doing it themselves. And so you have opportunities to do, to do a lot of other things. But I would guess that maybe that partially comes from you having some management experience. Right, right. Um, to go back a little bit about that, one thing a lot, of, a lot of customers walk in and say is that, you know, because you have a sales store, because there's no there's nobody to pour the beer, that that you don't need as many staff or you don't need as many, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's easier for the labor and this, things like that. One thing I want to, I want to, I guess, mention is that, you know, a, a lot of places, you know, it doesn't matter where, you, know, you can go anywhere on the east side, on the west, on the, whatever, you go to the tap rooms, like, you know, it gets busy sometimes, like where you don't get the chance to, to chit chat, you don't get the chance to, to ask questions like, hey, how's this beer? Like, did you like this beer? You know, mm-hmm. what's... What we what China agree and like what we really emphasize on is customer service. I think we think customer service is huge. You know, 
we think that you should come in and feel feel like you had a great conversation. We want to make sure that you come in and meet some meet one of our staff members. And you're like, man, that that person really brightened up my day. You know. So the system, what the system allowed us to do is that it gives us that opportunity to actually get to know you. You know, we get to say, hey, what kind of beer do you like today? You know, getting your feedback is. At the end of the day, we're there to to accommodate you, right? And getting your feedback lets us bring products that you like. Um, so the window washing definitely has, you know, definitely has, you know, the management skills and the, the, those things that are that are that I accumu- maybe a lot accumulated. of other businesses would ignore. Exactly. Right. Definitely. Definitely. That's really cool. I mean, again, I'm a testimonial <laughs> for your business just because I was so blown away, but. Um, but that is that is authentically true that you guys, not just you, but your other employee that was there, um, seemed like you were wanting to have a conversation, and that that was a very intentional part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Now I do have to ask about specifically your beer, mm-hmm. and in you you were quoted in um, maybe it was Chai, I'm not sure, but um, in the Bellingham Business Journal that you guys are kind of like maturing beer drinkers mm-hmm. and you guys got a lot of bu- a bunch of beer nerds that come in there. Um, but you're in charge of picking the beers. So how do you guys do that? How do you make your selections? So we have a, a database, um, that we've, we've built in house, you know, we have, we do have a buyer who's, who's, you know, I, I like beer. I, 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 I mean, I enjoy it, you know, as you can imagine, obviously I enjoy it because I want to tap for <laughs> But and the same thing with chai, but we're we're no nowhere close to some of the connoisseurs that live in the Whatcom County area. You know that they know their stuff. Like they, and I'm not gonna sit around and pretend like I know. I'm not gonna fake it because. But I, I am educating myself on the product. I am learning. I'm saying, okay, like this is why I like this one. This is why you would like this one. You know, so I can make suggestions, so I can pick out the right product. But the buyer, what 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 he does for us is, you know, he 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 goes. He has the ability to actually go out and explore things because you know we're running the business. And he actually finds products that are interesting, that are unique. You know, we had a, I think you were there, we had that a KBS, a, the barrel-aged uh, stout, breakfast stout. You know, that's something that was, you know, that he saw somewhere else. He was like, man, that, that's actually a really good beer. And he brought it in, you know, because you don't see that stuff on tap, I mean, not not often in the area. No. Um, so, you know, he actually, you know, does that, does a sampling. And then he, he tells us, hey, we should you know, we should try out this thing, you know, we should try out that. And then we sample it and then we actually bring it in-house. And we also, even, we even implemented um, a feedback, a voting platform on our website just recently. Oh, that's cool. So you actually can go on there and say, hey, like, I like this beer, do you mind bringing it in for us? And then we, you know, depending on how many people vote on it, we bring it in. Like I said, like, we're more focused on serving our customers than, you know, serving You're us. Like we're personal preference. Exactly. We're not, right. you know, I'm not like, you know, hyped up about my what I like and what I, you know. Yeah, like I, if I like it, you're going to drink it. <laughs> exactly. Kind of it's not that kind of thing at all. It's about your customer. Yep. That's great. And that shows for sure um, as you experience the concept. Um, is there anything else that, that you want people to know? I think, important note, there isn't just beer there. There's yep. also wine and cider. Wine on, and cider. On tap, right? On you tap. Have, you have wine on tap. Exactly. That's which I know is not like that crazy, but it's still cool. That people that enjoy wine can still experience the concept of of pouring it themselves out of, out of place. Yeah, I think it's kind of overlooked in, in the tap room right now because there's 32 different options right now. But, I mean, wine on tap, I don't know anywhere else who, who has it. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody, but I don't think it's very popular yet. Right. So, which is kind of a really cool thing to have. Um, we also have uh, wine slushies. 
wine slushies. Yep. Wow. So once you know, it gets a little warm like today, you know, you guys can come there, chill on the on the swing chairs and enjoy yourself a cold cold slushy with some wine in it. I like that the patio is made for cold weather with the heaters and, and then the also heaters. warm weather. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So your business partner, mm-hmm. Chai, he's opened six coconut kidneys. Mm-hmm. He has experience taking a concept and putting it in a different markets. Mm-hmm. I mean, when's, when's the next one opening up? Um, Two months in. I know it's early. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. No, what I want to say is I, I think um, we're we're definitely focused on and concentrated on, on this location because, you know, it's it's so new. Like, it's something I think we have to educate the public about and, and we have to actually get them to understand, like, it's it's a, a better way of consuming beverages, you know, that's the first point is like we have to actually, you know, break in the market. We have to actually say, hey, this makes sense. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I definitely have the, the intention to grow. I definitely want to do more. And I'm sure my business partner tried that too. But we're not, we're, we're definitely going to take our time as far as, you know, we're not going to make any rational decisions. Kind of like perfect the concept. Exactly, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. And you guys seem just in all the mentions that you've made of, uh, research and market research and um, kind of exploring things that, that and, and probably this, you know, it comes from Jai, mm-hmm. but that you're very in, intentional about the decisions that you're making, which is smart. Yeah, definitely. So that's great. Well, excited to see uh, your success in the future and to see where this all goes. And uh, I'm a fan and I, and I hope that uh, folks that listen to this give you guys a shot and, and try it out. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks a lot. I think what you're doing is awesome, too. So keep doing it, and it gives us the new business owners a platform to actually come out and talk to the people as well. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Neighbor to Neighbor, a community-driven conversation highlighting individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ. Specifically stated otherwise, WeQ does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement.